Ladies and gentlemen, from the creator of Sinister Bunny Studios, this is the Metal Brain Podcast. Alright, what's up you guys? Uh, welcome back to the Metal Brain Podcast. Today's episode is going to be yet another throwback episode from earlier this year. Um, this is probably the last one that I have archived in my file system. Uh, these were things that I have pre-recorded before I finalized all of the name and art and logos and whatnot for the Metal Brain Podcast. So these have been sitting around for a while. Uh, I am joined yet again by my buddy Daniel, and uh, we discuss a whole lot of different stuff as usual, uh, ranging from Devin Townsend and uh, some of the questions that uh, he has answered in his live streams that were asked by myself, yours truly, um, to things like, you know, drum sampling and program drums and whatnot, seeing that uh, Daniel is a drummer himself. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, podcast from early April of 2021. Uh, This is coming up and being published right after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody had an awesome holiday week. And um, yeah, so enjoy this uh, last archived podcast with me and my buddy Daniel. We're back. Wait, so what are you recording with now? As in like... Music or you like still using stream, streamlabs for lot for like a video stuff, yeah. Streamlabs Just is no like, plugins. No, I have plugins. I'm running on. I have a plugin running on me, and I tried to put it on your audio coming through, but that made it go woo and not want to work. So I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll just use the backup audio that I have going um, of yours, yeah. and I'll do the plugin stuff on that. Eh, big brain, big brain I stuff. Know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, written any nice music lately? No. Me either. Well, the stuff I got, the stuff I get with my friends that we jam, that I jam with Noah and Ethan, we got this. Uh, I think I sent it to you. We call it Spider Song. It's like thirteen minutes long or something, and. uh I don't know. We have like a couple of tracks that I really like and want to record, but <laughs> I don't know. Stuff keeps happening with every single member of the band, and we just apparently can't find the right uh, time to just get together and record. Like, I don't know. The chemistry's been off for a while, I guess, but me and Noah at least still are doing stuff. He helped me record a uh, Bleed by Meshuggah that one video that I was working on. So he's still editing that because uh, I had to get a new computer. And now I got that new laptop. So Oh, yeah. For, that's what nice. you're on right now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, you get the headset instead of the... It still sounds <laughs> I could have brought it. No, it still I sounds fine. It. It's good enough. Yeah. It's better than like the built-in oh, yeah. microphone on the laptop or whatever. Those are always ass. It's just like, you know, uh, I, I, every once in a while I'll go back on Omegle, you know, and play, yeah. play guitar and stuff. And, and a lot of times I'll do it to like, not necessarily to show off, but like just to play. And then the people that are like, oh, that's so cool. I'll be like, yeah, this is my YouTube channel. Check it out. <laughs> like shameless self-promotion stuff. 
And, uh, mm-hmm. um, fuck, now I've lost where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's sad. About recording videos or something? I don't know. No, I lost it. Damn, I hate that. I lost <laughs> my train of thought. It was late. I mean, I guess. That was weird. <laughs> what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Let's see. I was talking about recording, playing songs, um, new laptop. Oh, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. I got it. Because then, the, like, people will talk, and and then, like, I have my, my boom right here. It's, like, off camera. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? This is blah, blah, blah. I start talking. They're like, wow, you got a nice setup. And I'm like, thanks. And the, I'll get the occasional person that knows, like, oh, that's an SM7B, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you dished out the money for it. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I've had, like, three people. They all of a sudden whip out something else, like a, like a, um, 421 or something and that thing's like way more than this and they're like I got this just laying around I'm like fuck you <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's one thing that bothers me now because like I I have I, I'm a part of like a handful of groups on Facebook like guitar player groups and stuff and we sh- like talk about gear and, 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 and share like videos and stuff like that with each other and there's these guys that I, I've come to the conclusion that the more gear that you have in a shorter span of time, the suckier you are at your instrument. So yeah. like, if you have a guy that's, uh, you take two people, two guys playing guitar, one guy, you take two guys that play guitar in a one year span and one guy, he gets a guitar and, and an amp and that's it. And then the other guy gets like three guitars. He gets like four amps and six cabinets and like an Axe Effects and a Helix and like all this crazy shit just because mommy and daddy bought it or he's just got limitless funds or whatever. Yeah, and then he's just like, yep, Yep, the guy with the most gear is usually the suckiest. It's not always the case, but I've like from everything I've seen, I'm like the more gear you have, it's like an inverse relationship. More gear, less talent. Yeah. There's this dude on uh, YouTube who my dad like watches every now and then, and his drum covers get like 20 views a video less. And uh, he's got this like huge kit with like a bunch of toms, like Neil Peart, and <laughs> he just starts playing the songs, and you're like, I don't know, some sounds off. And then, I don't know, you just realize that he doesn't really have an internal click so he's just like either he plays the song wrongs or he's just like not on with the song and he doesn't know it but my dad just kind of laughs at him sometimes he's like how does he know how does he not know it's like bad like i don't know some people just like so he's like some people just aren't born with it i guess so he's either ahead or behind is he playing along with the song or is he just playing just drums yeah yeah, he's playing along. With the so song. You, I guess you wouldn't even really need an internal. Or I get. I oh, you said internal click like in his head. Yeah. Like he doesn't. Well, like his internal rhythm is very off. Yeah, but that takes time to develop too, though. That's not something that's just like oh, it's in well, there. That's not, 
that's what I'm saying is like it's kind of funny because some people just like because like when you're born and like I guess through the age of six is when you learn the most like muscle memory I guess type things the True. easiest but makes sense um like there's a guy I work with Kurt who he's like an audio wizard because he went he like went to full sale and like graduated from them for audio engineering Great. And he, he was like and I, I've taught, he was like, I could teach myself. He was like, he was like, if you have 70 grand lying around, uh, and you just want it to go to waste, go to full sale. He's like, what, I learned more of like reading two textbooks and I did going to full sale. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. But he, um, he knows a lot about audio and he's like, but when I try to play an instrument, he's like, it took me so long to figure out where the downbeat is of a song. And it kind of like blew my mind because I was like, when I, whenever I hear a song, like my internal rhythm will just be like, oh, yep, yep, there it is. But like for him, he's like, he's like, got to think about it. He's like, okay, no, it's actually here. And it's, I don't know, it's like, what do you mean? Like, you can't just feel the pulse of that. As you said, what, what does he play? Does he, what is he? He plays guitar. Hmm. It's like, I mean, I guess it depends. Like, if he's listening to just, like, pop punk, it's pretty easy to figure out where that is. But if you're listening to, like, stuff that at least I listen to a lot, and I know you do a bit, like, the more progressive stuff, it can be hard to get that. No, yeah. yeah. I think he does, too. He listens to a bunch of obscure stuff. Yeah, but at that point, it's like... It, that's that's It's like you learn to get that circadian rhythm, that internal click that you can follow and you know, you learn, okay, here's a four, four, you kind of feel it. And that's how you get phrasing for like improv and stuff. Then you work with things like three, four, six, eight, nine, eight, and you get the feels for those. And then you move into the weirder stuff and you just, it just like, you have to work with whatever the feel is to even be able to get. Well, that's what I told him. I was like, Cause he was like, I've been practicing a whole lot and like, I get nowhere. And I'm like, well, you know, do you play along with like easy, like stupid, easy songs like ACDC or like, I don't, I don't know what he listens to. I, I don't really remember, but he was like, well, that's the thing. Like I, I dread having to do that to practice. And I'm like, I was like, well, we all have to put in the man hours. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's I mean, like if you don't want to put in the practice, it's not really going to go anywhere. It's like you got a a big thing like in the guitar player world is like wanting to play super fast, and then it's like you got to play with a click track and start slow and build up, or you're not going to be accurate. You're going to be sloppy and whatever. But you should <laughs> practice like with some kind of metronome anyway, and especially if you're going to want to record stuff, like. Unless you're just going to go, like, record <clears throat> uh, an entire band at one time where they kind of feel off of each other, yeah. you're going to have to learn to play to a click. So one way or Unless another. you like that raw sound. Yeah, and even then, like, it's it's also hard. I remember doing it in band when we were doing marching band stuff is going down slow and being able to be mm. together slow. Yeah. Know? It's just something, something then you, have you to really feel. see when people are like ahead or behind. And it's, well, you have to, and I feel like 
let's take someone who's trying to learn like someone's for the first they're used to playing all this 4-4 stuff like drummer or guitar player they're used to playing all these songs that are just in straight up common time and then they come up and they want to learn something like the most extreme example like Dance of Eternity it's got all these crazy time signatures in it and they look at like they're going like okay I can't do the whole song at once I'll do this first section well that first section has like 10 time signatures in it and they're like man I just can't get the feel for this section because it changes all the time it's like, well, don't do it as a whole section. You have to, like, go through. If, like, the first part of this of this section is 7-8, then it's 9-8, then 16-8, then it's, like, 13-16, whatever, you got to go to each one of those time signatures that you've never played with before, set a metronome to that, like, 7-8 time signature, and just count it and, like, listen to it and feel it one at a time. I feel like people take things in too big of chunks. Well, like... There's this video that I like showing people that uh, that don't really know like what like metric modulation and poly rhythms are or like how something can sound so not musical but in reality it is musical. It's just so like weird, stupidly weird. Like mm. Mike Mangini has this video where I. I I don't know if I showed you, but he's like in the studio and he recorded the astonishing album and he's, it's called, it's on his YouTube channel. It's called like astonishing polyrhythms. Yeah. And he's like playing these polyrhythms. And then like in the beginning of the video, he starts like playing like like doing all these polyrhythms. And then he just goes like, like and you're just like what are you even doing but like because you know it's mike mangini (laughs) you know that he was counting something and like doing something with it and then he played this other polyrhythm and in the description he's like i don't expect anyone to think this sounds musical he's like you have to like earn something like that like it takes years to know how he got there and even when you know how he got there, you're just like, it's so stupid. That's not even useful. <laughs> it's, well, that's, it's just like, that's it's like you can do it because you can. Well, it becomes it's not necessarily. It becomes useful. an exercise. It's like part of practice. And it's like, eventually, like if you create these exercises, just like, like with guitar stuff, like for me with like, I'll just go run through like chromatic stuff, just like up and down the neck. I'm not going to use that in a song or anything. And then, like, you do weird things with it just to, like, it's just like working different muscles when you're lifting weights and stuff. Yeah. And and it's just, it's weird, and it doesn't sound musical, but it's an exercise to help you do things that are musical. It, it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those weird things. Well, it's like, personally, personally, I don't care to, like, get to that point where I'm just, like, it sounds like I'm a two-year-old playing on a drum set, and I'm just like, no, man, that was actually seven and a quarter over nine <laughs> over 15. Yeah, I think you I think you might have, either I saw it or you sent it to me where he was playing a, like a triple polyrhythm. Like it was, one hand was in five, the other was in nine, and his foot was in 12 or something weird. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. He was doing like three. He does that all the time. It's like, how do you even... But, but he... 
that's the thing. Like, it's not necessarily like knowing. Well, it does have to do with music theory because you have to know how to count uh, and space them out correctly. But like, he's just like probably one of the best at like splitting his ligaments up and just doing different things well, without practice. really thinking about it. I know, but it's like, I don't know. It's inhuman with him. He'll be like, I'll do 13 on this hand, and then I'll do a 5 pattern on this hand, and then a 7 pattern on my left foot, and well, then he'll just do it. It's just like those people like nowadays that it's getting more popular with guitar is like 8-finger tapping stuff for everyone they're doing this. It's like they're playing yeah. like the bass line down here and then all the, the higher melody stuff with their other hand. It's like the brain power mm -hmm. it takes to do that is just on a whole other level, but it's also... I bet if I went and dedicated all my time now to like learning eight finger tapping and nothing else, I could get somewhere with it. It just takes you got to put in the time. Mhm. Mm but it's it's well, it's not necessarily like more brain power, it's just like using your brain in a different way. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean that's just Do you ever you know, since we're talking about like that internal clock like the internal yeah. click. How, like, if you, if I asked you right now to explain to me how you count playing in seven, how would you, like, seven, eight, how would you, how do you count that in your head? How do you feel that? I do. In my head, I'm always counting. Well, I guess without counting, the feel is and i'm counting 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 like half of 7 so you're That's actually so you're actually counting from 1 to 7 to count out the 7 yeah. eight. see cuz like, i know some people like splitting it like 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 yep that's that's i usually do that kind of stuff when it's like 13 16 like it's mm. i do that more with that but like with 7 8 the way i count it is a little bit different it's just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, da, 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 da. That's like, I don't go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, I just one, two, three, four, one. And then if yeah. you do like nine, eight, you know, it's one, two, three, four, five, one, two, da, 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 da. You know, like, yeah. it's like a half account. That's how my brain <laughs> wires that kind of shit. I just feel like yeah. it's too much to sit there and think to yourself, like, if you're playing in seventy, unless it's just straight up following that, like the rhythm is like it's not always like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like that's how I feel. Like if I'm trying to do something in it, especially if I write something in seven eight and try to solo over it in seven eight, that's how it's felt. I don't sit there and go one two three four five six seven and start going off. Like I also, that. I also like counting stuff. And how I feel it, not necessarily how it's like actually written. Like if something, like there's a song by Bad Flower called uh, Thirty, and it's in six eight, but the drummer plays it in like a four four feel. Hmm. So like the hi hat, so like it's one two three four five six one two three four five six, but the hi hat's going one two three four five six one two three four five six, 
so it's going but the way i would feel that is i would just kind of feel it with the hi-hat so like yeah one two three i don't know so like it just kind of depends on like what i'm used to and what i'm comfortable with so like i don't know if i feel it if the song's in like three four but i i feel it better in like four four then i'll just internally kind of feel it in like a four four type feel or something well see that's like when i'm writing out drum parts for any of my stuff that's because it's, it's a whole thing learning, like... I mean, I have percussive drum experience, but not to, like, the extent that you have of, like, actually playing a drum set all the time. It's it's different trying to think about how things would work when you're programming drums. And there's always a constant thing that I always have to try to remember is, like, there needs to be some kind of pulse beat on at least one drum. Unless you get weird. So like if if I'm playing some weird syncopated rhythm, I'm not going to sit there and have the kick and snare constantly like on the on beat just to keep it going. Like sometimes you want the kick and snare to be with the rhythm in that syncopated weird stuff cuz it has more impact. But if I'm doing that with the kick and snare, then on like the hi-hat or the china or splash or whatever I'm doing, it's going to keep that solid pulse going. So that you can feel that weirdness. Because if you just keep it like some weird rhythm and you only play to that weird rhythm, it just sounds obscure. And if that's what you're going for, then sure. But if you want it to groove because it's weird, you got to have some kind of pulse going. And sometimes that flips. Sometimes it's the kick doing that and the and one of the cymbals is doing the weird thing. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's not always the case. That's just kind of how I've adapted to writing stuff out from what I hear, but yeah, I like to, I like to keep like, whenever I hear like a pat, a riff or someone plays something, even if it's in a weird time signature, like if I can find a cool way to have like a four, four type groove over it, uh, even if like the kick and the snare are hitting on weird, uh, beats, uh, if I can find a way to like keep my right hand in like a four four groove, I think that's what I like to write. How I like to write it, because I don't know. I personally just like to find grooves in almost everything I hear. So well, then then <laughs> that, writing that that gets into the world of like the metric modulation a little bit too. Once you start doing yeah. it, because if you if like <clears throat> you're playing something like we, I know we. One of the things that we were playing, you probably remember, is like. The guitar part that I had is a nine eight, but you were keeping up a four four count on the drums for that, and so it would do that flip flop from the on to the off beat yeah. to the on and to the off beat, which is cool. So I hear you on that. Like I like doing mm-hmm. that shit too. It's fun. Yeah, uh, the uh, Noah and Ethan, we got this song called. Well, we I don't know. We call it, I think we just call it a D jam because it's in D, I guess. But drop it's a, or standard or just uh, key. like the key of D, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's in, so they're playing in a 5 8 rhythm, but I'm keeping the beat with 4 4. So it's like 1 2 3 4 5, 1 2 3 4 5, 1 2 3 4 5, 1 2 3 4 5, but it's going 
So we do stuff like that, and then I'll like put it into halftime and speed it up. Um, but that's I think that's like what I that's like almost like a like a disco fusion type thing is to do stuff like that. Sorry, I'm just writing stuff so I don't forget. Um, You're fine. So just because you brought that up, like that's something I've been trying to mess with lately is because again, like I, I know I've said it before, like my weakest part of being like a one man band situation, writing stuff is the drums. Like, I can program the velocities and stuff. Like I can get those to make sense because I can imagine how you'd play it. Because nobody plays a consistent hi hat like like the same like a robot, you know, you know. Unless it's triggered. Yeah, unless it's triggered. But, um, but it's 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 switching down to like halftime. Like how if you're playing something that is is just a regular groove going, and you want to. The only thing that changes is the drums, just to add flavor. And you, the drums shift from whatever groove it is to a halftime version of that. How do you go about doing that? Um, I don't know. It depends. Like, I think I meant to say cut time, but uh, even going from cut time to halftime, uh, I think I just like I have this like default fill that I'll do like right before going into like a breakdown halftime feel, and I like to kind of have like a stutter into into it. Like I'll do like to me a triplet feel going into a halftime section or a triplet fill going into a halftime se- section sounds the best. So like, or something to that nature, and uh, either that or I'll go like, something like that with the kick. Uh, so I'm not, or I'll just like go straight into it. There's no like specific way you have to do it. Um, sometimes like. I know you struggle with like finding ways to get into different sections with like drum fills, but yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's whatever you hear in your head, or you can even like, like honestly, like no one's gonna get mad at you if you hear like a fill in a song and you're just like, oh hey, that would fit pretty cool. Like, you can use that. Well, there's only so many. Sometimes you can make. that's cool. Yeah, but no, you don't have to do like this, like cool drum bridge into a halftime section unless you think of something cool and it sounds good yeah that that's usually like when i'm writing a drum part for something the fills are like usually the last thing that i go back and do i'll write out the sections so that i have like the the bare bones of what i want them to do and I'll go back and move things around if i think i need to like all the snare should be on the ends of the three and whatever and then I'll add in the fills where I think they're needed. But that is, yeah, I struggle with that a lot. Because I feel you, like what? it's just, with, good, with the progressive ahead, stuff, sorry. with the progressive stuff, it's just like, it feels too 
jarring sometimes just ship without like a good fill. It's just like, I think I get to a lot of times what I end up doing is I only do a fill in the last beat of a measure as, as opposed to like the last measure being a whole fill, mm. you know? So it just seems like too quick. I was going to say a good exercise is like, no matter what time signature you're in, uh, we'll just use four, four. If you have a four, four section and you're like, I need to come up with a fill for this. Uh, literally just have the tempo come up with a random rhythm in your head for a 4-4 measure and then just apply that on the drums. Well, see, that's so like that's where the problem comes to. Is, are you, like, picky with your rhythms? It's not that I'm picky. It's just, like, that whole thing that you have, like, even learning guitar, like, where at this point, like, I can do this fairly well, where, like, I hear something in my head and I can translate that onto the guitar. It's the same kind of thing. Like, I hear something in my head, but when I go to try to write it out, it just doesn't even become what I think. Like, the rhythm is oh, there, you, but, like, like the drum saying, pick is not. Like, the it, it's like what drums. Because you don't have that, like, predetermined knowledge of, like, what sound would equate to what drum on the kit. <laughs> yeah, because, like I said, the, the actual rhythm, that's easy. But it's, like... <laughs> the drum stuff and like I I'm I'm having to look up like drum videos <clears throat> anyway guys uh check out Sinister Bunny Studios <laughs> shameless plug while he's doing that I don't know when this is coming out but uh go check out Sinister Bunny Studios guys I got lots of cool stuff. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, music, all that. It's good stuff. Alrighty. Um, but it's like I've had to start watching drum videos on, like drum tutorials, just so that I can program stuff the right way. Because like I know there's fills that I know from you where it's like, It's just trans. It's like thinking about being in the drum set. That's the hard part because a lot of times I don't know what to do with all the different drums. Like I can hear this, like I can hear a fill and then not know how to make that fill appear because I'm like, okay, does the, does the kick need to follow with the toms or is like, does the kick only need to follow the quarter and then the toms do the triplets or the 16ths or whatever they're doing. And like, is that too much Tom? Should I add in a snare there? Or is it like the weird pattern that I know you do where it's like kick, kick, tom, tom, kick, kick, tom, tom. Like it's just. So most of the time when you write a fill, unless you really want to, you really only have to, or unless you're like really accenting a beat, you really only have to add a kick like in between drums. So you don't ever really have to. I used to do it where, like, if I was playing, like, a fill on the toms back in my punk days when it was just kind of like, the kick would just go one, two, three, four. Right. But now I find myself kind of, like, either doing a kick at the first and then at the end, or I'll just, like, play something and then just stop playing with the hands and filling the in-between with kick beats because... And honestly, you should 
that's like not a rule of thumb but just like i also find myself like counting different phrasings in between it so like like you said there's the one fill where it's like right left kick kick right left kick kick it's cool to like do like a right left right kick right left right left right kick kick right left like doing it up yeah doing different counts for the drums and it gives it kind of a different feel and then you realize okay that i need to play it out for maybe a measure and a half or two measures just because that's how the counting will work out but you know that's once you get comfortable with that but yeah i don't know i guess to help out just maybe use like the kicks as like a fill fill in for the drums instead of like a backing for the drums when hmm. you're doing a fill unless it's a symbol and you want to hit the symbol i'll have to i'll have to remember that because that that makes a lot of sense not backing yes that's a good point see this is it's just like i think it's a great world for guitar players these days all these plugins and all this crazy shit that we can use that i definitely use and have spent money on. Um, and then we have like program drums. All sorts of program drums. And my I program my bass too. And that's like fucking sweet. That's easier to do. Uh, in terms of programming stuff. But. It's nice and all if I want to do stuff on my own. But then it's like. You always want a real drummer. So it's like I'm not. Like, if you and I wanted to do more writing stuff and record stuff that we already have written, like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, nah, <laughs> program. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I'd prefer to have the actual drummer. It's just convenient to have the program stuff for when I'm at home because I can get stuff out and I have to wait on, like, you to have time to do it or, or you know, tweaking, sending stuff back and forth constantly because this wasn't right or this fill wasn't right or you know, that whole yeah. spiel. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think the only, the only case where someone would prefer programmed drums over a, like a real drummer, um, would probably be like, if that person was just not <laughs> where the person wanted to be. And they were just like, I can do this quicker with programmed drums. Right. And it's, I mean, I know there's bands that will, I know, like, even Dream Theater, like, I've seen a lot of stuff with uh, John Petrucci talking about it where he'll, you know, him and other people, where when he's writing out a guitar part or something, he'll program drums with it and then send it over to be like, this is... That's like an idea. Yeah. And so, but that's, it's the thing, the thing that bothers me too, though, with the whole drumming thing is that in the instance, like, right now, if you and I were like, while we're doing this, let's record a song right now. Let's write a song and then try to record it. And then, you know, you do whatever you do because you got your e-kit. It's So it's like, do you send over your just straight output audio of your kit or do you send over MIDI? And then at that point, do I use the MIDI just to uh, put it into the program stuff that I have, even though it's still you playing, but it's not your actual drums? Or do I have to deal with non-mixed, like not being able to mix your drums because you send output just audio 
You know what I mean? Because it's like your yeah. stuff is already pre pre mixed for your kit. Yeah. So it's yeah. not the same. Like I even with the program drums that I have, I have them routed out individually and I have, I mixed the entire kit as if it was a real one. The kick yeah. has its own stuff. The snare has its own stuff, overheads, rooms, all that stuff. I mean, the sounds that come on the Roland, I guess just cause it's a Roland and it's really expensive. Like they, they are like genuine, like drum sounds that were recorded in the studio. I mean, they were tweaked but and are stuff. They, they always that's are. But, are they raw um, or are they actually like mixed so that they sound mixed when you're playing them? No, it's uh, it, they're mixed. Yeah, but they're it's like an acoustic drum. It's just right. mixed. But so like the sounds that come out of the Roland are pretty pretty good. Uh, but like you said, you would either have to. Uh, mix the rest of the song according to what the drums sound like. Yeah. Um. Or yeah, you would just have to kind of have the EQs be a little wonky. But as for MIDI, that's what my dad does. He'll record uh drum like my my dad's friend will record either a guitar track with a basic midi drum track or he'll just record or he'll just send the guitar track and my dad will come up with the drum track and my dad will record the midi track for it and he, my dad will have like his own sounds that he's hearing but when he sends over the midi uh his friend will have his uh, other sounds that he thinks sound better but yeah as long as as long as you're using the same uh Pro program to do the drums like Superior Drummer or Easy Drummer or I think like Rockin' Drummer or something like that. Um, don't don't leave out get good drums. Sure, and uh, <laughs> that's what I use. Yeah, as long as you're using the same one, the MIDI file should transfer pretty smoothly. Depends, especially if like it's especially if you select the drum. So on Superior Drummer, you can go into the settings and choose like the electronic kit that you're using and it'll oh, okay. like have kind of like a preset to to map it like, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, cause you know, like the China symbol or the auxiliary four symbol on a electronic kit for a Roland might be different the tom sound for a yamaha yeah so but i think as long as you have that like the same on like if i was recording it then your computer had that as the settings i think it would be pretty smooth yeah that's that's another problem with translating that stuff over too because i've i've had to adjust I, like you've sent me midi in the past and i've had to go through and go okay i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be his kick and then move it to where my kick yeah. is because you symbol going <laughs> there are like in in a lot of program drum stuff there are like the presets for they're not like they're not like other program like hey you know you're using ggd but if somebody sent you a midi from superior drummer here's the superior drummer mapping like it doesn't yeah. have that but it has like different variations that are common so you just have to kind of find the one that fits right or just like manually do it 
But yeah. yeah, that is another problem. It's a good like I use GGD. I've thought about getting some tune track stuff because they've got some really good stuff. Superior Drummer's always been good, but it's like so all, all Superior Drummer. Superior. If you're gonna get any tune track things, like if you're talking about like just me and you sending back files, modern metal. I have Superior Drummer. Um, and Easy Drummer is like the the first. Yeah version of superior drummer so like easy drummer and superior drummer files will transfer just like that because it's the same thing so honestly i wouldn't even go all out and buy superior drummer if that was the case Mm -hmm. uh because you can always buy the sound packs if you wanted the the most the most i would do is just to try to get a change of sound for maybe some inspiration or something if i it really sold me on it but like they released a modern metal drum like expansion pack or whatever they do that's just like a huge like progressive metal modern metal kit and i have like with get good drums it's like get good drums got started by adam nolly get good and misha mansoor from periphery Mm. and like their stuff is really good i have the matt halpern kit which is the drummer from periphery it's like a progressive metal kit just big lots of stuff like four toms and all sorts of symbols and stuff and, I know what this kit looks like. And then they had they had one called a One Kit Wonder. It's an aggressive rock one. It's a more simplified kit, but it's obviously... I've actually been into, like... It's actually because the kit I play... I have my kit at my friend Noah's house, but it's, like, it's just a snare, a kick, and two toms, a crash cymbal, a ride, and a china. Hmm. I have, but I don't know. I think just having that four-piece kit is like, I don't know. Like, if you can't learn how to play good on a four-piece kit, then, like, don't bother getting any more drums. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the too many options thing. It's like, it's like if you're starting out, like, don't start on an eight-string guitar. Like, start with six and move your way up because it's just, you're going to get overloaded with, well, where do I start? Because yeah. it's just, just too many other things. And, even now, it's still weird. Like, I'm good with seven strings. Like, that's fine. Eight string is still a bit of a learning curve because it's like, it's, it's yeah. just, it just is. Like, all the your chord structures and scale structures and stuff kind of change because it's like, you're so, you base everything a lot of times on the lowest well, string like a, and it changes. It's like Rubik's Cubes. It's like, you got a three by three and then you got a four by four. Yeah. And. The three by three is easy, and the four by four is kind of solved the same, but it's got different ways to go around it. And see, like here, let me let me see. I wonder if I can get this going. I have a um, it's not. I'm not gonna get hit with anything because it's one of my own songs. So fuck you, copyright. Unless I release it before this comes out, and then maybe I will. But <laughs> I just get sued by myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay got that there so i'm gonna play some oh wait no that's not what i wanted i'm gonna play something because this is more it's a very short piece of music because i just have it i just wrote a short little like two phrase thing that i'm doing this mixing stuff with just to get a template going so that i get a good mix with this clear all the audio stuff out, save it as a template so that when I want to write another song and come into it, it's already like somewhat 
finished. I just have to tweak stuff as per the song. That way it's quicker okay. and easier, if that makes sense. Um, let me see. Where, where did I call it again? What did I call it again? Daniel, what did I call it? In my Dropbox folder of all my music. Mandela Effect. That's right. Okay. I don't know how it's going to sound in your headphones because your headphones are probably really bassy. But... Uh, Not bad, actually. Uh, let's see. I'm going to switch to switch my. You're not going to hear me talking, but you might be able to hear my thing. So listen up. But yeah. Oh yeah, you're not gonna hear me. You guys will, but he won't. It kinda sounded like it was underwater, not gonna lie. Yeah, that probably didn't translate over well just because it's over Discord. <laughs> what were you trying to say about that though? I was like all I said was just like yeah, but yeah. Oh no, you see my thing up there on the screen. Oh no. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I was I I kind of had a fear it was going to do that just cuz it's like streaming audio to you instead of just playing it. Okay. But yeah. Mixing is hard. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. Um So what kind of video games you've been playing lately? Not I mean since Christmas like, Kaylee got me a Switch, so I've been playing a lot of stuff on Switch, and, like, I've been playing this, Goldie, Stubbs the Zombie. Oh, okay. Because Robert and I played that growing up, and it's a really rare game, actually. So if you ever find a disc somewhere, buy it, because it's, like, hard to find. And we had it on our original Xbox, and you basically play as this zombie in like this 1950s world that has some robots and stuff in it. So it's like a 1950s futuristic style thing. But you're a zombie businessman guy that you go up and eat people's brains. You can take out one of your like your kidney or something and throw it like a grenade. You can fart to stun people and it pushes out a big cloud. You can rip off your hand and throw it on someone's head and like mind control them. And you can like take your head off and roll it like a bowling ball into people. So it's like if Destroy All Humans was zombies or something. Kind of, yeah. And speaking of, Robert sent me a video today that just the first Destroy All Humans is going to be coming to Switch on my birthday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. they did it just for me. <laughs> I love Destroy All Humans. Yeah, I remember watching my cousins play that. You never game. played it? No, not personally. Were you not allowed to play it, or you just didn't find it interesting? Uh, Dominic played it. I don't know. I just was never the one to be like, oh, I want to play this video game next. I want to play this video game next. Which kind of sucks, because I wish I did a little bit more. But Well, the, the second Destroy Humans was the best one, because it was two-player. <laughs> so Robert mm. and I played it. The only thing that sucked was, like, they're kind of it's kind of an open-world-ish game. Yeah. You have different cities. They're, like, big maps. But... You, could, you couldn't go super far away from each other. 
Yeah. Like if you got too far, it would pull you guys back together. Mm-hmm. And it was still split screen. So that kind of well, I think it's just a limitation of like the consoles back then, like the PlayStation yeah, Two. Yeah, probably and all that. The, the textures that weren't loading. Yeah, like the render distance or whatever. Oh, it was so fun um, though. I've been playing a lot of. I I got PGA Two K Twenty One, playing a lot of golf. Oh God, I'm losing you, buddy. I'm losing you. <laughs> and then. I'm playing a lot of Rocket League too, and some Siege. Siege. Siege is pretty fun. I played Rocket League a couple times. It's like, yeah, it's fun for like thirty minutes, and then I get bored with it. Yeah. It's just like you have to be like pretty decently good to have any fun with it, and oh. it, and then it takes a while to get good, anyways. Jeez, just tell me I'm ugly while you're at it. Well, no, it's hard. <laughs> it's a hard game. Oh, it is. It's really hard. That's like um. What's it called? I don't know. Is it a shooter? Is it a... Among Us. I played that for a little bit with a bunch of people. Because it's fun when you have more people. Mm -hmm. It's hard. You got to be, like, tricky and stuff. I don't know if you've ever played it, but... I've watched people play it. Oh, no. That's what it was. Fucking um, Fall Guys. Mm. (sighs) I rage quit that game more times than any game I've played in my life. Because there's assholes that, like, there's trolls, and I hate that in that kind of game. That just purposefully, like, fuck you over. Yes. Just because they know they're not going to get first, so you can't get first. No, they just do it because they think it's funny. They go into the game knowing they're going to fuck with people, and they get off knowing that they screwed somebody over. Like, that's that's their <laughs> goal in the game. It's not even to win. It's just to fuck with other people and make sure they don't win. And I hate yeah, that. Exactly. Like... I get it, so go, it's just a game, people are gonna, yeah, but it's like, there's also a bit of, like, respect when it comes to playing games, and it's like, you're just being that person, oh. you just ruin the game for people, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little bitch baby, but I'm it's not the only one. Yeah, I get that, but also, it's my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, don't you fucking know it? Fall Guys is everything I do. It's my only thing in life. It's everything I've ever wanted. Ooh, I got I got something cool. So like, I get a lot of companies that you know want to send me stuff, and like I used to do reviews and stuff a lot of the times, and now I don't anymore because it's not worth it. And a lot of times I just go, oh hey, look another email, trash. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've gotten a couple cool things. Like this company sent me this four or five hundred dollar like it's like a giant battery basically. It's a think of like a generator, and I was going to keep it for that sake, like as a generator in case the power goes out. It's a big, big battery thing. You know, you can plug in. It's got USB ports. It's got actual outlets in it. It's just a big battery. You could take it to work, like if you're a construction worker and use power tools with it and whatever. And I thought about it. I was like, damn, I can go out in the middle of the woods, plug in my video lights and an amp. And just fucking play in the middle of the woods and like record a video running off of that. And I was like, oh, how cool. long does it last? I don't know. It's like 150,000 milliamp hours. It's like, it's, it's like, uh, it could probably charge your phone. Fifty times. 
Mm. Like from zero okay. to full. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not bad, yeah. But um We have stuff like that at Home Depot. Like the wall brand and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And but like I had somebody for the first like everything I always got sent was like, Hey, we got a microphone. Hey, we got a USB microphone. Hey, we got another USB microphone. Or hey, we got a USB microphone kit that comes with a boom arm and all this other stuff. Someone finally the other day sent me something more guitar related. And I was like, fuck yeah. I got this email and it was like, hey, Virgil, uh, I found your YouTube channel and I think the stuff you do is really sweet. Um, I represent this, I can't remember their name, this uh, company. And, you know, we make, you know what IRs are? Impulse responses. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's like for people who don't know, it's like with guitar plugins that simulate an amp in a cabinet, the IR impulse is basically like simulating the signal path of a microphone picking up a cabinet. So it's like the cabinet section of whatever plugin you're using. And that can determine your tone more so than an amp. And he was like, hey, I represent this company, and uh, I like your stuff, and I think you'd really enjoy this. This We just came out with this new IR pack, and uh, I figured you would enjoy it, so uh, here you go. Enjoy. And he sent it in the email, like the actual product. He didn't just he didn't wait for me to say, yeah, sure, I'll check it out. He's just like, here. He didn't ask for anything in return. He was just like, here you go. <laughs> Free stuff. I'm sure he's hoping I do something with it, but like... Yeah, it was cool. I was like, finally, something like guitar related that I can be like, huh? Okay, cool. Good on you. And they sound sweet. I was gonna say, did you like it? Yeah, they're really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that little bit that I was trying to show you is I, I'm using one of the, I'm using their impulse responses on the guitar stuff for that. Um, hence the name. It's called the Mandela effect because the guys. Name is Mendel something. He was in a band called Aborted uh, back in the day. <laughs> but um, nice. But yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I'll, I'll make a song with it called the Mandela Effect. Who knows when it'll be done? But what I, I was in a what I wanted to. Oh, can you guess what Aborted? What kind of music they made? <laughs> Probably like grindcore death metal. Nah, I mean it's like death metal, but like not the shitty kind of death metal. Like, good death metal, like the guitar tones are really good kind of death metal. Like symphonic death metal or technical death metal, you mean? Just look them up. You'll see what, you'll know what I mean. You'll, you'll know. Um, but what I, the other thing I was going to ask, though, since you were talking about it, like, because you're talking about the other people playing in 5-8 and you keeping a 4-4 four, four beat, like, what, what kind of music do you guys even write? Is it still progressive stuff? Like, what do you guys... Yeah, it's like a progressive rock type thing, kind of. Like a it's rush? It's like a Genesis. Oh, Genesis. It's like, yeah, like a Genesis or Rush type thing. Oh, Phil Collins. So you're the Phil That's Collins? Me. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 I do, just do, don't do. think. I don't. Dude, he's got some cool stuff on Gen- Genesis albums. Though, not I prefer lie. him in Genesis than on his own. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's neither here nor there, but. You heard it here. That's just, that's a lot of people. That's like Rob Zombie. I prefer him in yeah. White Zombie. I don't like his weird tech. Like Dragula is a good song, cool. But like all the other thirty million songs, his music is too industrial for me. 
it's not even industrial to me. It's like a mix between like technical, like techno industrial, I guess. Yeah, but like to me, when I think industrial, I think of like ministry. Hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever listened to any ministry stuff, but they're to me like Ramstein is the pinnacle of industrial. Ramstein too. They yeah, they brought that weird German industrial stuff out. But yeah, yeah. Excuse me. They say nine inch nails is industrial, but like they're kind of, they're more like experimental to me than industrial. When when you if you get a chance, look up Ministry New World Order. Okay, it's a good that'll that'll give you a gist of kind of what they sound like. It's really good. Ministry is really good. I I I dig them a lot. They're they're industrial metal stuff. Um. Yeah. But that's the funny thing, like with Rob Zombie, I've always said it, I've seen him twice and not on purpose. Like I've seen mm-hmm. him live twice, not on purpose. Which yeah. I, I'm pissed that I haven't been to a concert in forever because of COVID stuff. And I had tickets last year to see Devin Townsend with Haken, which I'm a huge Haken fan now. And, you know, we were trying to learn prosthetic and it was Devin Townsend and Haken and someone else. And that got canceled the day before. And then I had tickets for Kaylee and I for tool in May of last year. And then that got canceled. And I was like, God, what the hell man? Like two canceled or rescheduled, canceled, canceled, refunded, canceled. Wow. The, all the concerts I had tickets to got rescheduled. Nope. I, nope. I wish I wish, especially like the tool one. I'm not even that pissed about. Actually, I got three tickets. I got me, Kaylee, and my dad because I remember bef- the concert when they came to Michigan before this last year one. The tickets sold out in like five minutes. So, like, I was at work, like, waiting for when they went on sale so that I could get some before the scalpers buy them out. And I was able to get three of them. Decent seats. Yeah, I, I don't really – if Tool was an instrumental band, I, I wouldn't – I like – I probably would care for him as much as I do. With the vocals, I like Maynard. He's cool in 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 Tool's music. Him as a guy, he's a little weird, and he's a little inflated about himself. I think, like the the I don't last really album. Care about people outside of the well, the last the album. Yeah, it's just even. Yeah, even like the new album, like all the vocal melodies he chose, like nothing just stood out for me. Well, it's not personally. even the music. I didn't really even listen to it because. Any place that I went to go buy, because I still buy physical CDs, it was the only one I could find is a deluxe edition. It was like forty bucks. I'm like, this is a ripoff. Like, what are you doing? Like, just put out a normal CD. Like, and it's I unless I'm wrong, I don't think there is a regular version of that album. It's only like the double disc deluxe edition that's actually sold for forty five dollars or whatever. I'm like, that's a ripoff, man. I don't, that just turned me off from it. I didn't even want to fuck with that. I mean, like, A Perfect yeah. Circle. Have you ever listened to A Perfect Circle? I've listened to a couple songs that's, from them, yeah. You know, with Maynard stuff and yeah, pa- yeah. Pacifier. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yeah, he's good, but he's. It's, I wasn't even, it, the Tool concert was neither here nor there. Yeah, it sucked. I wanted to see Devin Townsend. <laughs> like, I was excited for that shit. And mm-hmm. the day before, dude, I uh, 
the week before I went to go see Dance Gavin Dance, it got rescheduled till because it was last year in April, and then it got rescheduled till September. And then me and my friend Jose waited till September, and then that got rescheduled till April again of this year. And then like a week after it got rescheduled for April of this year, it got rescheduled to September this year. So we're just like, dude, if this gets rescheduled again, like, I don't even know. Like, wait, is this, is this Jose from wrestling Jose or a different Jose? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I got him into some rock stuff. There you go. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Devin Townsend directly told me that this is worth it. That's why I bought this mic. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I just just in case you forgot, <laughs> I gotta just you know brag about that a little bit. He chose yeah. my question to talk about. <laughs> he's actually because he's he once COVID stuff hit hard. He's been going on Twitch a lot and like hanging out, or oh, yeah. he did concert live live stream concerts or he was doing some like mix type stuff on Twitch. And he, you know, there's a couple times, I mean, there was probably five or six questions over the span of this last year of mine that he answered. And I don't, I mean, he's, he doesn't stream every day. It's like every once in a while and he, yeah. every once in a while he'd stream and then I'd go up there and I asked like a question or two and he'd like answer both. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? Like, he's probably just waiting for questions. Well, I mean, there's a million questions flying by, and mine's the one that gets picked, because I'm special. He's he's somebody you know, that I would love to meet, not even just, like, talk about music. I mean, I'd want to talk about music. Not, I wouldn't want to be like, dude, I love your stuff so much. Like, oh, oh, my God, let me suck your dick. Like, you're so great. Like, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> it's more like just, like, to hang out and talk with the guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Him, John Petrucci, and who else? I have a list somewhere of people that I would literally want to sit down if I ever get the chance in my life, if I get famous, just to bring somebody to do whatever to talk, podcast or just in person at a party or so. I don't know anything. He's top of the list for sure. I never really think about stuff like that. I don't really have someone that I idolize like that where it's like, oh, dude, if I met them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not that I'd be starstruck. I've met pretty famous people before. No, it's... I know what you mean. They're just like people you want to hang out with. Like, I don't really put thought into stuff like that for I just, some reason. I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I see where people say, oh, my God, oh, my God, I met you. And let me read these 10 really generic questions that everybody has asked you a million times before already just so I can get content for my stuff. Yeah, Like, exactly. I, I hate that. Like, I just want to have, like, a conversation and just talk about what – because Devin, he's funny. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and, like, there's a, a, a story that he told because he – he started putting out some podcasts on each of his albums talking about how they came to be. Mm-hmm. And there was one where he's talking about something with a label. Long story. The, the guy basically set him up like, hey, yeah, the guy said it's cool. He likes your stuff. We'll get you set up to release this album and record it. And we'll give you this budget and whatever. And at the last minute pulled out and said, ah, dude, never mind. He doesn't like it. Never mind. And uh, in some weird 
thing chain of events. I can't remember exactly what he sent a package to like the head guy. I can't remember why it was, but it was just, it, it was thought to be like a thoughtful package. And I remember Devin sitting there, like I had my earbuds in, I was on the bus coming back from class and he's like, yeah. And you know, and when he opened the package that I sent him, there lies a picture of my bent over open asshole. The only <laughs> thing in the box. <laughs> and I just like was cracking up on the bus <laughs> Just like to myself, like that kind of shit's hilarious. And he doesn't want to collaborate with anybody. People always mm. ask him, you should collaborate with. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, man. He's like, I don't want to. He's like, I want to. He's like, that's not who that's I nice. am. He's, he's cool. He'll just do it with whoever he feels like. You know what I mean? He doesn't really at all. He just, I saw he collaborated with six, six, same as he, because he, play, he, saw his stuff on YouTube and like liked how his playing was. He actually he yeah, played on his album. Oh, like he okay. recorded his album with him. Mm. The drums or some of them, not all of them. Cause he had a couple drummers c- come in and play. Oh, uh, you probably can't do this now, but, uh, I don't know if I sent it to you, but there's a, I don't know if you remember all the drummers who tried out for dream theater. When Portnoy left. I know uh, Virgil, what's his face from Planet X did. That's all about all I remember. Um, do you, does the name Thomas Lang sound familiar? Oh, yeah, to yeah, you? yeah. Yep. So there's this guy from this band I like, Ocean's 8 Alaska. <laughs> his, uh, <laughs> Sorry. the name, his name is Chris Turner and he's like a fucking robot on the kit. Like he's so stupidly good and when he plays he doesn't sample his drums i mean they might be like super edited but he doesn't like sample them or trigger them at all and uh, he just made a video with thomas lang and it's called triggered and (laughs) i don't know dude like it's insane like thomas lang is like i don't know pushing 50 i think and he's like Playing all this like genty stuff with them, I don't know. That's pretty cool. It's like there's there's this guitar player Jason Richardson. If you ever yeah. heard of him, God, he's fucking crazy, man. Like, I don't think I know Jason Richardson. I was listening to Jason Richardson when he was in Chelsea Grin. <laughs> yeah, but like nowadays, his fucking playing, man. It's he's a robot. Oh yeah, he's insane. <laughs> Like, have you heard? Have you seen anything from a uh, buried alive? But like, Barry hasn't strawberry. Isn't buried alive? Jared Dines and no. Maybe that's dragged under. That's rest, rest repose. Nope, not that one. It's a different name now. And and fluff. You know who fluff is. Yeah, I don't think they work together anymore. Hmm. Like, I'll send it to you. Is it? But yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. I know. I, yes, I know Buried Alive, the dude with like the the green and purple guitar. Like I know who he is. Yeah, have you heard any of his stuff? Yes, he's crazy too. I I once it gets that crazy in terms of speed and just like show offiness. I almost wonder if it's edited. 
I'm sure he's good, but at a certain well, point, it's like he he makes a lot of videos of like him doing nothing at home but practicing to a metronome for like six hours, and then he'll like he'll also record the take that he puts on the track and like just camera audio, so you just hear the strings. I mean, with no effects on them, but like you can still make out. Oh yeah, he's definitely playing that. But it's just like. Obviously, it's edited because he wants it to sound like a dubstep or like techno song yeah. with his guitar. But I don't know. It's just ins- it's just insane that he like found out how to make all these noises just through like him practicing for like thousands and thousands of hours. What? Because the only way you get there is just sitting down and practicing. <laughs> I don't talent. I don't necessarily mean like. <clears throat> edited like pitch corrected and stuff like obviously like with that weird wacky sounds it's you have to do that for the most part i mean you can make crazy sounds with a guitar to begin with but like um i more mean like time alignment and stuff like that oh no like he definitely can't play like he's always like like i said making videos on like him practicing to a click and stuff so but uh, there are people out there who definitely do like quantize their their stuff i quantize sampled drums and even then i try to shift them around so it's more human because it seems too robotic sometimes to be just straight i never quantize if it's off i'll record the whole thing over yeah but i'm not recording drums (laughs) i i I do that with guitar i don't I don't quantize my stuff. Like if I fuck it up and it's off, I do it until I get it right. <clears throat> like that's yeah, how I've... you get best performances. Yeah. I w- I, when I record videos too for YouTube, I like doing that uh, one take style videos where it's like the what you see is me actually playing and I'm playing it from beginning to end. And so if I have to do like 40 takes until I like, cause in my head I'll be like, I should add a stick trick here. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't look good, I'll be like, oh, screw it. I'll just re-record the whole thing, which is kind of annoying. And it takes a while, but it's a lot less editing I would have to do. And it's more genuine in my opinion. So I like doing that. See, that's like, I get that. And like, if I, if I made videos of just like, guitar playthroughs then that's what I would do but because my stuff is more music video esque that's why I like yeah. I do all those shots and put more work on myself if I just sat there and like I recorded a cover and just sat in one shot with my guitar nobody would watch it yeah like you gotta keep people and then you start getting into the psychology of it all like you got to at least change scenes every like three seconds to keep people hooked because there's like a weird threshold at three seconds where it's, I think it's like three seconds or two seconds or something where it's like, here's one scene and three seconds later, it's a different one. Your brain automatically goes, Ooh, something new. Ooh, something new. Hmm. Ooh, something new. And it just keeps you like sucked in. And if it's longer than that, you can get bored and click away. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird, I don't know. The, you got to keep the pace and sometimes I try to pace it with a song so that it just, yeah, there's a whole art to it. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. It's so funny though. Uh, so like we were talking about like what kind of music, like me and my buddies make, because like I like playing drums. Recently, I like playing drums to stuff like Genesis and more like a fusion, like progressive bass to it. But like I'm constantly just listening to like heavy like core metal like breakdowns like no. all the time. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's just it's like it's like hip hop heads and people who just like listen to hip hop beats or songs, whether it be for the rhythm of the lyrics or just feeling the the beat of the the instrumental i think it's like the same thing like just hearing the just hearing a riff that gets your head banging or like even if it's just a vocal that's just a weird <laughs> obscure noise like <laughs> there's a uh, dickie allen from a uh, infant annihilator mm. he like does that thing into the song where he's like <laughs> see it's you think it's weird but for, I've learned from listening to a lot of stuff and seeing how a lot of people record like there's songs that I have like in the I have like three covers on the back burner that I really need to finish they're like 99% there and I haven't finished them and the Backstreet Boys one is still not like, I literally just have to record the solo, add a couple more harmonies, and shoot the video, and it's done. But, like, mm-hmm. there's parts in there where, like, there's, like, a build-up. And <clears throat> in certain, like, certain points in a song to help things be smooth and to fill space, you know, I'll have, like, an extra guitar track on there that's just, like, sounds. Like, pick scrapes and, like, stuff just to add space and sound. And there's times, like, in that one with some of like my background vocals that aren't singing something at the time for that build up. I'm do- just making weird sounds. I'm like, like doing just weird shit. And I'm like, like just to build up and it works though. Cause it like, just to get the noise yeah. to fill and it's yeah. weird, but it like fills that space and it helps like, yeah. like it's, it's weird, but it, 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 it works. If people saw how, people record things like if somebody sat in a room with them for the first time never saw and they saw all these things that you do they'd be like what the f- this isn't what i thought it was going to be like at all because it's 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 weird it's, it's really yeah. weird and it's always a thing <clears throat> that i find weird when i'm recording a cover or something where you are mixing or whatever or you're listening to a vocal take just to see how good it was and you listen to the take isolated. You're like, man, that just sounds really weird. And I sound so dumb. But then you listen to yeah. it in the context of the song. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That was a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Well, that's, yeah. Like when I'm recording vocals, um, I like sing along and like do like rough takes and like, uh, or just practice. And I'll like sing the line and then. I'll record it and I'll listen back to it over the song and I'm like like oh man I, I sound like shit <laughs> <laughs> you just like do it and then like you go to record and then you don't get it right and then you're like singing it back in your head you're like ah, ah, like ah, nah, nah, nah. 
It's just like all the yeah. stuff, like you're just constantly talking to yourself. You're like, ah, that was shit. Re-recorded. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. That's just like, you and I, like, we, like once, because we're trying to move back to you, you know, mm-hmm. like around there. And when we do, I, I feel like we got to start getting back into our shit. Like, we got to record all the shit we've already had written. And, like, I mean, we can start doing or, it now. Or just write more shit. And write more shit. Like, I think some of the, our old stuff is good enough to record now. Some stuff we could throw out. But, like, I think some of the stuff is still good enough to put out as a side thing. But I, I got it figured out. You and me need to work on a cover. You play drums. I'll do the guitar stuff. And we'll both do vocals. And we'll do some kind of duet thing. Like, I've always wanted to do, I've told you before, a little piece of heaven. Right? Mm-hmm. You can be the female. And I'll be the guy. And then <laughs> and then we could do Phantom of the Opera. And I'll be the guy. And you do the female stuff. Like, and wear a wig. And <laughs> like, it'd be great. You don't see the potential for that. Do I ever get to be the male? No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Isn't that great? No, I mean, who do you think has, between you and I, who do you think has more of a high falsetto? Probably me. You've sealed your fate. <laughs> <laughs> I could get up there. What's do you, have you ever measured like what the your range is, like what the lowest note and the highest note is you can hit? I think mm-hmm. the lowest note I can physically hit for like a couple seconds yeah. is like uh a D, like a drop D. Hmm. Oh. Maybe even lower, but then it starts getting, but then it starts getting super like, uh, uh sounding vocal yeah. fry. Um, and then the high. I don't know. I've never tested how high it can go. You should try. It, it. has to be like a. I don't know. It has to be probably like around a. <laughs> A B fours somewhere in there. Who knows? See, like I, <clears throat> I, you know, everybody needs to find their own sound, and I don't think I've quite found mine yet, guitar wise or vocal wise. And it's, I have all these different people that I want to combine their sounds. Like, I've the the more recent years, I've gotten more into like the rougher kind of vocals just to add texture to things it's not i'm not gonna sit there and do death metal stuff but i've done harsher stuff to in the back just to kind of oomph up the main vocal line and but like i idolize all these people that have very different styles and i want to combine them all and i was i'm bringing this up because when i'm in the car and i'm listening to like judas priest or some of these more like heavy metal bands that have the typical like high-pitched scream vocals like I try to do that and like songs that don't even have that if it's got a sustained tone like a root note I'll try to do the like what? like go up there and like whatever the note is and try to hit it and like I wish I could do like Rob Helford like that style like I don't think yeah, it fits with different. the progressive stuff that I end up no, writing but it's a different feel for sure like are like a different uh 
like it's like the the people you know how like the 80s uh they like you said they would kind of go up into that falsetto like oh yeah 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 like that was just kind of like it's like pop's version of doing the oh, oh, oh like a vocal run it's just like that's just kind of like the vocal style that was in at the time yeah so because so many people are doing it so many people are trying to mimic it mm -hmm. so it's harder to do it now because no one's really doing it <laughs> well it's like you can't really i don't think it it's i don't there. think it's things dead like that style because that like powerful metal vocal i think is still fucking sweet if you could do it I just think, you know, like the progressive gentiness has taken over everything for whatever reason, you know, and I think that's why this other stuff seems like it's died out because you've got this one spotlight on this main thing. But if I could learn, like, I wish I need to take vocal lessons. I want to find the right person to do it because I know I could use a lot of work. I think I've made some progress by myself, but like I need a professional to help kick it even more. But if I could ever get to that point of those high falsetto screams, that'd be great. I'd be content. I'd throw it everywhere. Cause it's you'd be like, uh, <laughs> it's your stinky, but you'd be like, uh, Phil on Salmo at the end of cemetery, cemetery gates. gates. Yeah. But, yeah. I can to myself, I can not with the same, tone or timbre that he has I but I can for most if I'm in a, it's a good day I can hit like not well, maybe thing, not, like, not the last one but the one before it yeah like that's the thing like I can hit notes up there but it because my voice isn't as like husky or like um not necessarily deeper sounding, but more like it's got Resonant. more behind it. Yeah. Like it's, you can't really get that sound or I guess it's harder to get that sound or figure mm. out how to get that. sound. it's already uh 122 and I have to get up at like 630 to drive grace to work. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. I mean, yeah, so, we can wrap it up. I was going to try to play some, some games before I got off, but I got some we'll lettuce in my keyboard. <laughs> what you been eating over there? Just some salad? <laughs> no, I had a Jersey Giant sub the other day because <laughs> we got a couple of them over here. Oh, They're very. Okay. Exp have you been just as like a last thing? Have you been to the one by you lately? Uh, the one right by the thrift store. Yeah. Yeah, what are kinda. The, have the prices gone really high? Oh, not not so recent that I can remember that. It was probably about 12 bucks for like that. See, long. I remember, and this was with like a lunch deal. I could get a half a sub and a drink and chips for like six bucks or something like that with a school special. But I mm. remember being able to go there and get the full sub, like the full one, for like nine bucks back in high school. Uh, mm. we went We went there the other day. And we each got our own sub. It was 30 bucks for two subs because we got our own. 
is like fourteen dollars oh. per sub, and maybe the one over here is more expensive for some reason because it's run by his brother. Um, if you know the family at all. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Um, I mean we we my class she, yeah. But um, we went to school with one of the daughters. Um. Yeah, it was fourteen bucks per sub when we went. Jeez. That was not cheap. I was like, damn, and it wasn't yeah, even aren't that they, great. Aren't they like sixteen inches long or something? Yeah, but like they that? also cheaped out on how much meat they gave us. Oh. Okay. You know how they used to just poop, 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 they'd stack they give you a good amount. Well, this was like this is like when you're on a really tight budget and you're really poor and you need to stretch <laughs> it out as much as you can. It's like normally you have like your length of bread and then you have like ham, right? Well, you lay out ham and some of it overlaps, right? So that it's like you got a decent layer of meat. Well, like he but laid it's down. like they're touching. Yes. And even there's space between them. <laughs> and I was like, are you? Sh-? I mean, the thing of meat was thin. I was like, you- it's expensive. So make it worth it that's at why, least. That's why I just go to Meyer, dude. So I started buying this, uh, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo Ranch. I'm not a, a Buffalo changer. fan. Man, these socks stink too. I tell you, I need to get new tennis shoes because mine are ruined from running and stuff. Stanky stank. Yes, sir. But all right, we can we can wind it down and uh, let you get the fuck out of here. We had about an hour and a half. That's a good runtime. <laughs> I gotta take a leak. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording. So, fuck you all. <laughs> Thanks. And then turn it off.